Welcome to the Sportswire Spotlight Podcast. I'm Will Catterley. Joining me as always, co-host Dylan Garner. Dylan, last time since last time we've talked, we've had a lot going on. Yes, we are today we're at Highland Springs High School, but we wanted to chat a little bit about all the action kind of going around in Tricot County sports recently. Obviously, a lot going on. It's kind of the like the meat of September, you know, it's like everything's kind of going full force now. Right. We're out of like the early season kind of slow period. Um, so you've obviously been at a lot of these places over the last couple of weeks. Do you want to share a couple of highlights with us? Yeah, I mean, we've got so, you know, football, you think of football first and foremost, but let's talk about some other sports. One would be field hockey, Glenn Allen taking on Godwin on the road. Great matchup. Uh, Godwin hadn't lost since first game of the year against Atlee, uh, and, and they hold serve at home. Glenn Allen gives them a tough fight, though. They score the opening goal on, on a penalty. Godwin, though, you, you know, in field hockey, the more opportunities you generate on the attacking end, the more corners you get, the more goals you score. It's going to happen. And uh, the goalie for Glenn Allen, like I said, was tremendous, but uh, Godwin came back, tied that one up, took a 2-1 win. Um, another one. Another big one, uh, guys volleyball, uh, and again, this involves Glen Allen. They're defending state champions. They're serious. I've seen, I saw them win their first state championship a couple of years ago. That is a impressive team. That is a really good team. Um, they're a little bit younger this year. They've had a really great rivalry with Deep Run yeah. over the years. Lately, it's been Glen Allen dominating that, and before it was, how do we beat Kevin Pond's squad? Yeah. All of a sudden now. You know, the tables are kind of evening out a little bit, turning a little bit. Um, it's getting a little level. Deep Run won a huge five-set match, and they did it at Glen Allen. They were down two sets to one. That's in the latest sports wire that just came out. Um, and they won the last two sets to win, three sets to two. Um, and then there's a ton of stories, uh, a ton of games that, you know, we haven't been at uh, yet. Um, and we love to cover regional golf. Right. It's tough, though, because if you're a golf fan, you know, you watch the Masters or any big tournament, you know, you got blimp cam, you've got uh, you've got cameras at every hole almost. You got like you got the graphics showing where the ball's traveling. Right. You, you, don't, you don't get tracker. that luxury. <laughs> no, no. It's just me with a camera on my shoulder. Sometimes no they're nice either. enough to give me a cart. Right. And then you can kind of travel and get ahead of like a par five and get some of the better golfers hitting the ball towards you. Um, you might get a couple of good putts. But under the radar, Freeman is dominating. Um, Charlie White and company, uh, they're not just winning, and it's not just one guy always being the top medalist, medalist being the best golfer getting the lowest round. Yeah. It's, I mean, they've got a, a full squad of guys. And again, back to deep run, they used to rule the roost when it comes to golf, uh, even at the state level. This year, you see it on Twitter. I keep liking it and retweeting it. I will get to you, Freeman Golf. Uh, but <laughs> we keep, see you. We see you. I keep <laughs> liking it and retweeting it, but they just keep winning. And it's like, have they, are they going to lose? Uh, they're a deep, uh, solid team. we got a lot of really good golf teams, and they're not the only ones, Dylan, because we were talking before. Verina. Verina, yeah. Verina gets a huge win. They, they, I don't think they've ever beaten um, Mechanicsville. Uh, and they, they get a big win on the golf course. When you think of Verina, you think of Verina golf, first and foremost, right? <laughs> no, you think of football. Exactly. You think of Verina football. Speaking of football, um, that's, been a, that's been a really fun week for a couple of programs. I think the Sportswire Spotlight podcast 
is partly responsible for what Joe Mullinux did at Deep Run. Turn the tables. That's right. They get their first win of the season, and they do it on the road 7-6 against Meadowbrook. You know, they actually gave up a touchdown on the very very first play of the game, and they come back and they win. They get the game-winning touchdown with like 48 seconds left, something like that. Differences, they make their extra point. It's a first win on the for the varsity program in three years. Meanwhile, down the road, Godwin, uh, down 21 nothing. They come back. They beat Hanover. Uh, and they're 4-0 for the first time in 23 years. They got a big game coming up, homecoming at Hermitage. That's going to be huge. So that's a huge game. Um, but speaking of huge, uh, when it comes to football, uh, nobody rules a roost in the 804 like Highland Springs. No kidding. <laughs> and, and then that's where we are today. Um, uh, two great guests uh, talking Springer football. And I think uh, most people at home will understand who the guests are going to be. Yeah, I was going to say, when you when you think about, I mean, Lauren Johnson, coach at here at Highland Springs, has just kind of created this, you know, culture of excellence that we've right. seen for 15 years now. Yeah. You know, I remember... I worked at the Times Dispatch for a long time, and I remember being there for their, I think, 2015 title game. You know, Mackay Becton, 6-7 there, Greg Dorch, right. you know, the ultimate kick returner, scat back, cornerback, you know. and But it's just been a snowball ever since. And then we have our other guys, Christian Martin, who is kind of the current version of, you know, he's the face of, you know, the players on the field right now. And... You know, this is one of the elite programs, not only in the state, but the country, and they play like it, and they travel and do all these crazy things, and it's just really interesting to pick their brain on, you know, hey, this is football, right? But this is this is bigger than the average football. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a story about an interview about um, football, but it's also about life, um, and 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 what uh, Lauren's been able to do, and and. And what Christian is currently doing, uh, just committed to the University of Maryland, so he's got a really bright future. But, and 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 we even get into the into we're going to get into uh, the fact that they've even had NFL success. And you you watch on Sundays, Mondays, Thursday night football too. Uh, several Springers have have made it to the elite level. Um, so really excited uh, for this week. Uh, Lauren Johnson and Christian Martin in the Sportswire Spotlight. So here we are at Highland Springs High School. Uh, one man who needs no introduction, head coach of the Highland Springs varsity football team, Lauren Johnson, a head coach since 2008, over 110 wins, well now 115, uh, and only 11 losses on the year. Uh, five state titles in the last nine years, four in a row at one point. Uh, uh, head coach of the year in the state of Virginia and starting quarterback senior Christian Martin threw, over, threw for over... 3,000 passing yards last year, including 43 total touchdowns in 2022. And he's back at the saddle again. Recent commit to the University of Maryland. I'm Will Cadley, obviously. Dylan Garner joining us. Guys, let's get right to it. Highland Springs. First, let's focus on the here and now. You had your first loss against Maury. Christian, you've never experienced a loss before. You come back. You didn't have to do a lot of work. Handing the football off to this young sophomore uh, running back, three touchdowns over 100 yards, Eric Bird. How did you deal with the first loss that you really experienced at the helm at starting quarterback? Well, uh, it's not my first loss. My sophomore year, we lost four games. Oh, I forgot that. So, That's right. 
Wasn't my first one. Uh, definitely tough not losing a game for a season. A while, yeah. So coming back and uh, losing to a 7-5-7 team, and especially down there when we know we could have played a lot better, a lot cleaner, and at the end of the day we beat ourselves. Um, that was really disappointing. So just coming back and cleaning up those things and just getting better. And coach, for you, you know, you built up this program. He listed off the long list of accolades and <laughs> how long you've been doing this and how much success you've had. But, you know, in those 11 losses, what are the what's the mindset for you on, OK, this isn't something we deal with a lot, but we have to deal with it and deal with it well by the time the next game rolls on. First of all, the human beings. Right. And, and, and no human being is perfect. But I think the one thing that I've learned throughout all of my years and all of my losses is that you got to just come back and it's never as bad as it looks and it's never as good as it looks. So just take a deep breath, give them an opportunity to see themselves making the mistakes or going through the process and then give them the vision of what they can look like if they do it the correct way. So it's a process. Uh, A lot of what we do is a process. And sometimes the process takes a little bit longer for people to adhere to or to agree with, and but the faster they understand what we're trying to do and what we're trying to get accomplished, you know, the faster we rebound and we can kind of move throughout the season. Never does a loss dictate or determine the outcome of the year. Exactly. Uh, so even though it's tough and these kids haven't done it a lot, the wins don't always uh, determine the outcome of the year either. So we got to really be flatlined. I've learned that, you know, years and years ago during my playing time. Can't be too high, can't be too low. You know, this is the one time that having having a flat line is really, really important to, you know, the organization and what we're trying to get accomplished. So, um, you know, in the hospital, flat line is not good. But at Hollis <laughs> Springs High School, flat line is really good. Even keel. Even keel. Cold blooded. Yes, sir. It, it's, it's funny you mentioned that, though, because your highs are normally really high at Highland Springs. Yeah. Your lows are everybody wished they had your lows, <laughs> right? And so bringing that up, Christian – since you, you rarely lose, I know you talk about the four losses, but, but you know, that's you know, JV time. But I've seen you talk to Coach Johnson. There are times where how do you guys handle um, adversity when, you know, it's not like things are always nice. I've seen heated <laughs> debates between the two of you guys. But you handle it well, and you, you, come, you, you, you end up making the play. You, you play the play. How do you guys handle it when you're talking to each other? Uh, I'll go first. So, um I spent a lot of time with Coach John, spent a lot of time with us. And um, he's very, tra- uh, he used the word a couple weeks ago. He's not transactional. What's the word you use, Coach John? Transformational. Yeah, transformational. transformational. So I know when he's coming to me like that, he has a high expectation of me. And for him to come to me that way, I'm wrong. I'm doing something wrong. And he has a high expectation. So there's something I'm doing wrong. And he's expecting me to change that. So I know it's coming from a place of love. It's never like personal. Like he says, it's never personal. It's always from a place of love and trying to get the best out of me. So I understand that. So there's no need for me to be defensive about it or anything like that because we spent the time together nine times out of 10, we've already talked about it. So there's no reason that I shouldn't be doing what he asked me to do. So when he comes to me that way, it's just a challenge, just challenging me. That's, that's a pretty good answer. To be honest <laughs> with you. Um, Christian's right. But, but in a sense, you know, he, he probably said one thing that's wrong. There, there are times where I'm not correct. Right? Let's just yeah, hey, we're be all honest. Human. Yeah. We are human, but but he receives it in a way. Um I think when we go over things at the rate that we go over them and at the level that we go over them and then the time that's spent and the time that's invested, 
it's any parent that that's with their child. You know what I mean? You you make you make a decision, you make a statement, you make a comment, right? If the actions are contrary to what we've already talked about, then there's a little bit of disappointment. And I think he's never truly disappointed me as a player or a person. I think the one thing that I I do is I want him to play so well. I want him to play so much better than I played. I want him to play so much better than Juwan Carter played. I want him to right. play so much better than Devontae Waller. All the names that you've called Will in the past, I want him to play better than those guys uh, because he's going to give. He's doing something that we haven't had done here at Highland Springs in a really, really long time, and that's have a quarterback play major power five football. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we talk a lot about, about next year, even this year. So he's prepared for three years from now. Well, that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely. You're prepared for travel. That's correct. That's that's for that's sure. It. I mean, this is program's gotten to the point now where you're you're playing teams from. You know, it's one thing to go out of state, play West Virginia, right. play a team out of Maryland. You go down to Miramar, <laughs> Miami Beach, Miami Beach, <laughs> and I didn't realize this at the time. That's your alma mater. It sounds yeah. like an old school Disney movie. I mean, you're yeah. going back to face your old school. <laughs> Did you ever picture that? And when you were actually on the field. What was it like? Like, oh my God, I'm back in my old school again. So, so uh, no, I never pictured it. Never even thought of it. But sometimes, you know, the good Lord above, you know, he does more than you can even imagine sometimes. So for me, it was one of those deals where we just have an opportunity to play a game in South Florida. And, and really where it really started was last year, that same time. So August, we're watching the games on TV. Um, I'm talking to Harry Lee. I said, man, we got to get a game, you know, in South Florida. So... We had this opportunity we to go get talk. A Hold on. We got to get a game in South Florida. Yeah, I mean, this I mean, is a high school coach it. talk. We got to get a game in South Florida. Uh, a public high school. I mean, for, <laughs> for us, you know, we want to give our kids the opportunity again. We want to be transformational. We want to give sure. them an opportunity to see something that they may have never seen before, right? So, you know, we'll talk about that here in a second. But getting the game started and getting into that, you know, conversation with the people in South Florida was a little bit of a task. That's above my pay grade. So my AD handles that. And, and then they said, hey, the game that we would love for you to play because we want to get this team involved is Miramar High School. So Harry Lee, you know, our AD gets into the conversation with them and, and they have candid conversation. Right. The, the individual that runs the organization, his name is Sean. Uh, Sean is kind of our Rick Lilly in our county. Got it. Okay, so uh, Sean Mara was a teacher in the high school. When I went to school, there was a first-year teacher. Wow. I did not know who he was. Um, <laughs> but But – you know, you follow the people that went to your school. So that's the kind of the school spirit. The same way it is at Highland Springs, sure. it is at Miramar High School. And then with that situation, you know, Sean is able to connect some dots. And then we got a, a gentleman, Mr. Perry, or Dr. Perry, who lived in Virginia Beach, who now lives in South Florida. He's the AD at Hollywood Hills. He knew about Coach Johnson from when he played. So there's so many connections that kind of get us to where we were in that game against the team. Now, being on the field. Being on the field was very nostalgic to start. Uh, but once the whistle blew to start the game, it was football. It Back was, to business. Yeah, it was nothing nothing nostalgic about that. Uh, I told the kids numerous times that, hey, this is the, the field that I trained on. From that field, you can actually see Hard Rock Stadium, wow. the stadium that I played in as a college athlete. Wow. So that's kind of was my goal, to play in there as a professional athlete. Never you know, manifested, but it was one of those deals that you can see. So they had an idea of what it looked like. There were times where I went home to visit. I took pictures of the field, showed them the field, showed them the entrance. Right. Right. So we just kind of prepared them and ready to go. So we got all that out of the way. So Christian, how was the trip? I mean, you guys are, did you, you bust down? 
Oh, no, we flew. Okay. Say, okay. <laughs> that is too long of a bus ride. Yeah, I, I was, I, <laughs> hey, Will, come hey, on now. Priest, <laughs> I heard you were leaving on Wednesday, so I don't know. He doesn't have that much yeah. school to get. <laughs> That's true. I think, Will, you know, in that situation, man. I've taken a bus from, like, Albany, yeah. New York to Kansas City. It's no, it's no that, fun. That, don't do it. That's no. not fun at all. <laughs> not again. That's not fun at all. All right, nice. Flying into Miami. Christian, though, I, I do want to bring this up and bring it, bring it back to you a little bit because Coach just talked about some great quarterbacks, some great Springer legends. You recently committed to the University of Maryland. Now, for guys like Dylan and I, we see it from the outside, right? We see the, the post that player X, Y, or Z is down to five schools, right? Uh, some of them are power five, some are in-state. And, and, and they're great graphics. We've gotten to the point now where it's like a business. Graphics are made. Right. Somebody puts together a video for you, and then you have the final reveal. That's what we see. What is it really like from an athlete's perspective the recruiting perspective. What's what's the daily routine like? Are you bombarded suddenly? Is there a lull? How does that work for you? Um, so I can say from my experience, kind of just started off slow, like from my sophomore year. And then I say probably like my junior year hit, uh, I think it's September 1st. That's kind of when you really get bombarded. You kind of got to really sit back and think like, um, how am I going to time manage this mentally? Because it can take a toll on you mentally. So especially as a quarterback. So you have to figure out how you're going to manage that time and different things. And then kind of as you get through the process, schools start to weave their own selves out. Maybe they just took a quarterback commit already or just not the best fit for you. You haven't been talking to the coach. So I know for me, like come down to t decision maker time, usually only down to maybe like two or three schools. At least that's what was my experience. And then um, kind of take your official visits. And I kind of knew like month before I announced it, it was long before I announced my that I had already committed. And, you know, was there a moment during that process? I know the process takes a long time for people. And, you know, like I said, it, it can be stress. It's a combination of like, you know, fun and stress, I'm sure, because of all the attention you're getting and all this stuff and the distractions. But was there a moment during that process, either talking to Maryland or talking to anyone else that was like, wow, this is, this is real. Like this is huge and this is real. And I'm in this kind of wild recruiting space, you know, for huge programs. Um, I can say the first time I probably felt that is just visiting ODU, even though that's an in-state school as yeah. a sophomore, 10th grader, well, going into my sophomore year, still ninth grade. Yeah. You kind of just like, you just dream of that moment, getting that first offer. So just being able to go down there and be with coach Ronnie, who was the head coach there yeah. and knowing his resume at Penn state, that was, that was surreal. And then I'll say another time was when I visited Texas A&M, just seeing that, that was on a different level yeah, as far a, as the facilities. <laughs> College, yeah. <laughs> yeah, College Station is a crazy place. They love their football down there. And then the building of the new facilities, I mean, I get down there, I think their facility was three years old. They were already building a new one. So um, just seeing that, and that <laughs> was crazy. on a different level. Yeah. And then just seeing some of the guys that you watched in high school on TV, and now like those guys right there, and it's kind of a little different. Yeah. you like, Oh, these are guys I'll be playing in the next one or two years. Well, uh, Lauren, I know I want I want to bring this back to you, Coach, because one of your, one of your sayings it's not transactional, transformational, right? So recruiting here at Highland Springs, everybody's like, oh yeah, this player gets to go play. This is transformational. Right. What's what's happened at this program is literally transformational, and in a way, kind of transactional for each individual player. But before the whole NIL, before yes. the whole money deal going yes. on here with college. The number of high school players who you've transformationally changed their lives, free education, 
we're talking multi millions of dollars. Yes, <laughs> that's even before you get to the guys that are in the NFL. We're know? not we're not talking about Mackay Becton and yeah. Greg Dorch here. We're we're just talking about or guys Kayvon Wallace, or Kayvon Wallace or Mike Green. Exactly. I mean, the those New- are the five that are in the NFL right now. Yeah, fun fact for the NFL, if I, and I'm a Giants fan. Okay? Yes, but the New York Jets have two Henrico County. Tackles, bookend tackles. Dwayne Brown, Hermitage, yes. Mackay Becton, yes. Highland Springs. That is a wild thing. But when you when you look at at what you've done at Highland Springs, when you look at each player, and and honestly, signing day is a community thing. You yes. see, this is a the whole community of Highland Springs comes together. Uh, what are you thinking? Because I know as a coach, you're thinking in the here and now. But when you take a step back and you see how many players' lives you touched, how many families you've touched, and how you've built this community through football, through family. What goes through your head on that? So the day of, I just want to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> to be absolutely honest with you, um, I, I've not taken the, I'm learning how to do this. I've, I'm not taking a full step back. Um, I've taken a half a step back and kind of thought about it a little bit, Will. Um, traditionally what I do, when we get to signing day, I'm moving to the next class. Mm-hmm. If we win a state championship, I'm moving to the next year. Right. Um, I haven't been really, really good at taking a step back and kind of enjoying it a lot. Uh, me and Scott Burton, the former coach, talked right. here two days ago. He sent me a text because uh, the Wall of Fame banquet is coming up tonight. Uh, and, and, you know, Friday is the Wall of Fame game. So he was congratulating me. And then I just told him, he, he said, what are you going to do? I said, I said, I'm glad you texted me because – Probably tonight after the banquet, I'll be trying to sneak out and trying to just find a way to go watch film or the football game that's on TV. Right. So I really don't kind of dwell in that. But but I think the number one thing for me and for the guys is that, you know, we have a plan and we execute the plan the best we possibly can. Uh, number one thing was in, in, in 2017, this was a little bit after I had been here for a while, maybe even 2016, the New York Times came out with an article and the article said that Holland Springs had the missing, the high, the third highest missing male rate, black male rate in the United States. Third, it was behind Manhattan, New York, if I'm not mistaken, in Ferguson, Missouri. That was in what? 2017, yes. So that's missing. And you gotta go back to the article and kind of look at detail, but it was just talking about people not being present, right? So the number one thing for them is, I need them to be present, like I need them to be great fathers, great husbands, great, you know, uh, community residents, right? And I need them to be productive in society. So that is the number one goal, regardless of what people think. The football is is happenstance. Uh, football is my vehicle to get them to be better in their community. Cherry on that, top of the sun. That is it. Uh, them going to the NFL is icing on the cake. Them going to college and going to college for free is essential. That is imperative. Because what it does, it gives them a leg up. All Anybody that's watching this understands that if I go to school with no debt, I can be a little bit better coming out. I think we understand. Okay, that. all right. So everybody <laughs> understands that, right? Yeah, so I had that opportunity. I had that opportunity to go to school with no debt, right? So even when you go to Randolph-Macon, if you can go to Randolph-Macon with little or no debt, like we are, a, we are in front of the ball. We're in front of the eight ball. Like we're yep. ahead of the game, like we're winning the race, or we're at least equivalent with others that are in the race. So none of my kids are coming to me with silver spoons in their mouths. They're not, you know, there's some kids that are. Kudos to their families. Their families did a great job, but I need their children, which I would consider my grandkids, right, right. to have silver spoons in their mouths. 
right? So that is kind of the goal. That's the vision. That's where we want them to be. So anybody that's here, those are the lessons that they're going to get. It's going to be tough, love. <laughs> they know that. <laughs> but right? And the funny thing is, so there is, it's not just the Springer family, but no. your own personal family. And I do want to get to that. But yeah. I want to get back to you, Christian, because, okay, you got you got Tua's brother at Maryland, right? Mm-hmm. Who do you model your game after? Whether you're watching the NFL or college or other high school players, it's a great where, question. Where do you where do you get your game from? Um, I wouldn't say any one guy because I try to be my own person, but I do try and take a lot of things from a lot of different guys to hopefully be the best and reach my full potential. So I say like some of those guys, Patrick Mahomes, definitely like his improvising different things. Then I say recently Joe Milton. I mean he has a, a rocket arm. To throw the ball far. Tom Brady, just being able to read defenses. I feel like me and Coach Johnson have been talking about this, just getting the ball out your hands quickly um, and efficiently and just making up your mind. So being able to do that. So to feel like with Tom Brady, the time he spent in the film room, just knowing his defense, knowing his offense, that's just a big part. And if I want to play football for a long time, that's something I have to and essentially continue to get better at. And Lauren, I mean, I think um, Will was touching on it before, but you know, you have your kids in this program, yes. but you also have your own children coming through this program, right? <laughs> right. You have your your athletes who you all embrace, but also your actual kids here, right? You know, and you mentioned all these things. You have to balance, right? Recruiting, success, failure, community. How do those things manifest when you're also dealing with your kids at the dinner table, you know, at night, and they're also part of this program that you're building and they have to buy into the same things that Christian and everyone else has to buy into as well. So Braylon was the first to come through, and, and we never talked about football at home. Yeah. We just never did it. Um, we never talked about it on the car ride to and from. We very rarely talked about it at the dinner table. Brennan is here, and that's a lot different because um, I'm usually fussing at Brennan <laughs> <laughs> in so many different ways. It's always but, uh, the youngest son. Yeah, yeah. But he uh, – Brennan just makes it interesting. He asks, he asks why a lot, so we have a lot of conversation. And I love him for that because he, he's growing. That's his, his that's his method of growing. He was a Geisa student over at Wilder, so he, he's a gifted kid, and he, he thinks gifted, right. right? He also lives gifted. He's not very clean and very organized. <laughs> like, he's all over the place. But he knows, and he can function in his mess, right? Mm-hmm. So I love that about him. Um, I, I can say this, and this probably puts it in perspective for a lot of people. If we didn't win a state championship before Braylon graduated, uh-huh. I, I would have been distraught as a dad. Yeah. I would have been hurt as a dad. I mean, that was very, very important. Um, and we were so close, you know, his his junior year, you know, we lost in the semifinals. We were close his sophomore year. We lost in the state championship. So to get to that game last year and not have all of the pieces of the puzzle fall into place uh, would have took a toll on me tremendously, I think. Um, there's no different. There's no difference now with Brennan being here and Kendall, you know, running track here. Yeah. If Kendall, yeah, the conversation was had with her the other day, like if you don't want a state championship in track and field, I, I don't know if we can call you a Johnson. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we just jokingly <laughs> said that. That's she's got a tough task, right? She's a fifteen hundred meter running a mile, you know, mile. She's everything eight hundred and above, three thousand eight hundred. Right. You know, four by four, four by eight. She's she's got a lot. She so she's got a full plate. Um, so that's going to be a tough deal for her, mm-hmm. but you know, we jokingly put those high expectations on her and yeah. hopefully she, she, she bounces back. So being a dad in that situation, hopefully the example speaks volumes about how I feel about my kids being here. I would not have them go to any other school. 
we are we are Verona by zone. Yeah. Right. right. We are Verona by sure. zone. But uh both of my boys in the ACA and then Kendall, uh, she gets an opportunity to be here, you know, with a parent variant. So it's yeah. it works out really well. Christian, what's it going? I mean, for for Coach Johnson, he's won multiple state championships. Winning that one last year had to be really special for you. What's it gonna take for you guys to win again this year? Go back to back. Um I say do everything that we did last year, but better. Obviously, teams are going to look at that film. They're going to watch our film from this year, and they're going to get better themselves. So we have to be better than we were last year. Um, I would say discipline and focus. That's a big thing. And consistency. Um, I can say up to this point so far this year, we haven't been consistent. And if we can stay consistent, like we've had some really highs, like playing really well, but we've also played really bad at times. So if we can just stay consistent, playing at a high, not too high, but not too low, I feel like we could be a very dominant team, and that'll take what it would take for us to get back there. Well, you were dominant in the trenches against Norcom. You didn't even have to really throw many passes. You didn't have to. I mean, offensive, defensive right. line. I, I do want to – we do have to wrap it up pretty quick. But, Lauren, I, I'm just thinking back about your AD, and I used to cover him when he was a wide receiver. He doesn't look like one anymore. <laughs> but uh, – he would say something on Twitter all the time, like, it's different at the Springs. Yep. That was his line. Yep. And it is different. But I, I I thought it was a slogan. I thought it was a marketing term. Right. And then, like, a few years ago, you're you're beating the heck out of Henrico on the road. And I hear it's it's almost fourth down. You actually have to punt. Oh, my gosh. Game breakers, get ready. Right. Game breakers, get ready. I'm like, who are the game breakers? It's a punt team. Yeah. No, you go to other games, they say punt team, get ready. Right. And then I realize it. He's not wrong. It really is different at the Springs. Yeah. How did you guys make it different at the Springs? Well, let's give credit to, I, I said his name earlier, Scott Burton and his staff. Uh, previous to me getting here, there were some things put in place that we just kind of maintained. Um, you know, and then the culture is a little bit different. You go back to Coach Ward, you go all the way back to Coach, you know, Al Rinaldi, you know, Coach Bratton, uh, Scott Burton, Coach Stokes. Like, I know them all. It's not a lot of coaches that have been here. Uh, there's a history and tradition that's been here for a really, really long time, and I'm just trying to maintain it and take it to another level. So those guys have done a tremendous job of getting it where it was, and then I guess the next job, or for the even for the coach after me, is to take it to another level. And that, you know, I'm going to make it as hard as I possibly can for the individual coming in behind me. But I think that's what you that's what you got to do. I'm, I'm, we want to cater to being transformational, not being transactional. We do want to focus on that. We want to make sure we give them an opportunity to be successful later on in life. You know, only 7% of high school athletes become professional athletes, but all 100% of them become adults. Well said, well said. So we got to get them prepared, right? So that's what we want to do. And that's how we get them where we needed them to be. So so with that being said, we, we just got to make sure that the tradition is maintained and it's what stands anything that comes this way, whether it's a new building after 100 right. years or, you know, not playing on your home field for, you know, two seasons, whatever the situation is, we got to make sure it withstands it because we want it to continue to be different here and we want everybody to have an opportunity to be their best that they can be once they leave here. And football is the vehicle that gets us there, right? So it's not a, you know, it's not a, it's not a, you know, it's not a Volkswagen bug. It's not that small. <laughs> It's not a limousine. It's not that big. It's kind of a, a cruise liner. We want everybody on board, no matter what sport they play, no matter what they do in the building. There's 2,000 students in this building. We want all 2,000 students to be life ready. That's our vision from our principal. Um, that's Heck, that's Enrico County's vision. Yeah, we just yeah, want them to be life ready, right? So, 
With that being said, so now you just add another layer to it. If they're in this county at this school playing for Coach Johnson, we need them to be more than life ready. We need them to be prepared and ready to go so they can be successful at anything. And that brings us to the future. And Christian, let's talk about yours. What do you see in your future at the University of Maryland? How do you, how do you be the best man? I think you're more adult than I am and you're in high school. <laughs> uh, but how do you be the best man you can be, but also the best football player uh, being in the Big Ten Conference, I mean, at least you're going to be used to traveling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, do you, how do you be the best quarterback you can be at Maryland, best teammate? Um, I would say first starting with a self-accountability. I can't hold my, I can't not hold myself accountable, but try and hold others accountable, especially coming into a new team. So with that being said, being a leader, coming in, being a leader, and then just continue to work and do what I'm supposed to do in the classroom, in the community, in Maryland, and continue to be a good son. Uh, I think if I do those things, everything will fall in place. And whatever the Lord has in place for me, I will be able to accomplish. Absolutely. Fantastic. And, and Coach, you have kids. Yeah. They're almost graduated. Yeah. You've been doing this since 08. I've been doing <laughs> sports for us since uh, 06. Okay. We've been oh, at this a long time. Long time. Long time. <laughs> Speaking really. of long-winded questions. Um, <laughs> Sorry. What's your future? Have you, have you thought about retirement? Are you yes. going to be doing this till you're – getting as gray as me on the side of my head. Uh, I don't know, Will. Um, <laughs> let me let me be transparent and be open, very candid with you. Uh, I, I used to always say, hey, man, when Brennan was finished, I would be done, right? That would have been, I guess, I've been here 16, that would have been 18 years, right? right. Then I said, okay, uh, there, there have been opportunities, you know, even before Braylon got here to leave and go to different schools in different states. There was opportunities to go to colleges and coach. There was a close, close call uh, right before COVID to go to Virginia Tech and and work as you know in player development, which is something I was really interested in. It just didn't work well for the family. And your son ends up going. Yeah, my son ends up going here. So, oh, you uh, messed that up. <laughs> my school. Uh, so, so I've definitely thought about it. Right, it's in the back of my mind. You know, I've been in education now uh, since two thousand. Right. So that's 23 years. So you're getting it's close. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, I've thought about working on my uh, national board certification. I've done that. I've started that process. Need to get back to it. I've thought about being a principal. Uh, I've thought about being assistant principal. I've thought about a lot of different things. But there's a young lady that's here in the building. Okay. And uh, she runs track. Okay. And I think I owe it to her to be here for at least another three years until right. she graduates. And then we'll make a move from there. However, if somebody presents something to me that's life altering, I make no excuse about it. I am gone. There you go. Right? <laughs> and when I mean life altering, you know, uh, the adults that are watching the podcast know like there's certain amounts that are not, that are not life altering. Right. But if there is something that's life altering for our family, you know, we're going to we're going to consider it heavily. Well, guys, we we really appreciate you being part of the uh, Sportswire Spotlight and Absolutely. being in the spotlight. Highland Springs is used to being in the spotlight. Very much so. uh, continued success. Wish you the best. Wish you the best, Maryland. You still got work to do here. Yes, yes Obviously, yes. to win two straight state titles and make it six out of ten years. Yeah. So, guys, really appreciate you being part of the podcast. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you for you having guys. us. So, well, that was an excellent interview. I really enjoyed hearing from both of those guys and their perspectives on, you know, this, like we mentioned, unprecedented kind of football culture, team, right. everything that they got going on here at Highland Springs. Uh, well, I, I love the I love the line that Lauren, and it's not a line, he lives by it, the 
it's not transactional, it's transformational. I, I think that's terrific what uh, he's done for the community here at Highland Springs. And he talks about it. He's like, football's just a vehicle here. It's not the end game. Now, on Friday nights, it may not seem that way. He gets into it. He's a, he's a mastermind when it comes to detail. Um, Christian Martin, what a great kid. Um, I think he's more mature than me, and he's only in high school. So I can confirm that's true. <laughs> That's right. You can confirm it. So can the rest of the coworkers I have. Um, and best of luck to them. They, uh, they, they righted the ship after losing. Losing. They lost the game to Maury. Maury, by the way, they beat Dinwiddie the following week on the road at Dinwiddie. So that's a heck of a program there. But they, they righted the ship. Huge win over IC Norcom. Dominated the line of scrimmage. Up next, they have Riverbend. Um, another quality team. Uh, Springers don't hide from anybody. They they just say. keep lining up a really, really heavy schedule. No cupcakes. So, uh, but this Friday, Highland Springs will look to to make it two straight. And again, only one loss in the season. Uh, class six this year, not class five. So uh, they're looking they're looking good. They're fine. Yeah. That will be a really fascinating thing to see, though, through the end of the season, because this is their first time jumping up, right? right. I think Glen Allen's Class 6 and some others jumped up, you know, in the state. So very interested to see how that kind of shifts it a little bit. You know, maybe it's just them going straight to the end like they normally have, but it's a it's a much different road, um, even if it's kind of a traditional schedule. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and at the top, we mentioned, you know, some of the other games coming up. Uh, you mentioned Godwin's got a big game with Hermitage sure. coming up, uh, I believe. And you have kind of an interesting tidbit of why that's such an interesting matchup on your eyes. Yeah. Point. So, uh, you know, you get when you when you talk football, well, a lot of different sports, but we're, since we're talking football, it's a close community. Uh, you know, it's funny because we're just coming off this conversation, the podcast about the Highland Springs community. So Coach Earl Kinney is at Godwin, but he still teaches at Hermitage. Coach Timothy Jean-Pierre is the head coach at Hermitage. And, you know, Coach Kinney actually coached Jean-Pierre when he was younger, as my phone is blowing up. When he was younger, he, he coached Jean-Pierre, actually drew, drove him to Bowie State where he would end up playing. So... It's a fun, friendly rivalry, and since they're both at the same school, and it's homecoming week at Hermitage, this yeah. Godwin Hermitage game is gonna be is gonna be really fun. And there's it's it's kind of a cool little story uh, behind the scenes. Another big one is, you know, Deep Run comes off their first win. Freeman's undefeated, and it's uh, my Mavericks. Yeah, the Mavs, <laughs> and 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 you don't get it as much as you used to, but they got to win over collegiate. Um, you don't get those public private school matchups. I was going to say, I, you know, I went to Freeman, you know, it gets longer by the year at this point, but you know, I think that used to be collegiate is kind of a natural location rivalry for them, yeah. you know, cause it's so close, even though public private. So it's cool seeing when they match up in sports like lacrosse, like football and stuff. Like right. That. Godwin used to play collegiate all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Verina coming off a of bye week. Uh, they got Henrico. Uh, congratulations, to, uh, head coach Henrico Deshaun Holmes, getting his first win, a dominating fashion against Tucker. Tucker has a chance for their first win. They yes. play John Marshall. Um, John Marshall's got some elite uh, players, but yeah. uh, Tucker's, you know, uh, rooting for Bryce Fritz and company to get their first win. They got a shot against John Marshall for sure. Exactly. 
And, and I wanted to give a quick shout out real quick. Um, you know, we talked about some of the other sports going on. I wanted to give a shout out to my cross country people because yeah. I know I, I'm very close to them based on my old, you know, job and stuff. So, um, yeah, you yeah. covered a lot of cross, great, great, lot, great runners at the Times Dispatch. A um, lot, of, lot of track, a lot of cross country. Um, they just did the RVA relays, I believe, this past weekend. So I wanted to give a quick shout out to the, I think, Glen Allen girls mm -hmm. um, won that relay. It's a really fun event. That's a, kind of a cool thing to go attend. It's not necessarily like everything's on the line here. This isn't right. the biggest like, you know, hey, I got to get my best time and you're only running, you know, you're running a relay in cross country, which is kind of weird. But it's at night, it's at Pole Green Park and the energy is really great. Right. And um, I know Deep Run's had a lot of success there. They've had a lot of, you know, cross country success, but Glen Allen has really been one of those staple. Defending you know, state teams. champs. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so they, they took it there took it the win in their top girls relay and i'm sure we'll be getting more of that cross-country stuff coming i think the mile Especially stat invitational is in a few weeks yeah. here so um, i'm sure we'll be hearing a lot of the best runners show out there yeah pole green park uh does a nice job it's a good venue because you got the upper course the lower course and and yeah rva relays are are, are great for the kids and it's it's a great I guess you would really say like mid-season form type of event yeah. for the runners to really figure out where they are. That's a that's a good way of putting it with the cross country. Runners. Yeah, you gotta, it's like litmus test throughout the season, right? right? Where are we at? How are we feeling? You know. And then it's it's bad for us though because it's <laughs> at night, so it's yeah. like, can you see the kid run? No. Yeah, I was about to say for I'll your for your sake, Saturday it's kind of hard ones. holding the video camera and seeing just like an illuminated light and then no kids running. So. Uh, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So a lot going on, a lot that we talked about that already has happened. Huge matches of volleyball, golf, cross country, um, field hockey uh, to come. And obviously on the gridiron as well. We got that, yeah. got that storm that's popping up on the Atlantic coast, but oh, yeah. luckily for us, we have all turf fields. So that shouldn't <laughs> be a problem. And, you know, if you're interested in attending, we got schedules online. You know, you yep. can either go to the schools or there's like, you know, the Colonial District and all these district websites that have the stuff. Uh, make sure you check on policies as far as, you know, each of the schools have their own, you know, ways to get in, purchasing tickets ahead of time, things like that. So definitely check that out because all these sports could use, you know, more fans in the stand. Absolutely. As, as many as they're already there. Because it's, yeah. it's always, like, great to see how many people show right. up to those things. But. Yeah, there, there's, there's certain games. I mean, like Highland Springs, Verina, right? Um, Freeman, Godwin. Like, there's certain games where you're going to – the, the stands are going to be packed. Uh, I would love to see that energy yeah. uh, throughout. Yeah. Throughout. But And um, if you want to keep track with us, you got – Watch Sportswire on Twitter. Absolutely. Um, we also put a lot of the stuff on the main Henrico County Schools feed. So Henrico County Schools on Instagram, Henrico Schools, Twitter, X. Twitter, X. Uh, yeah. Facebook. So, you know, keep track of stuff there. We'll be delivering more from Sportswire and more from the Sportswire Spotlight. Absolutely. And you can always watch us on YouTube as well. Yes. So we appreciate you being a part, watching again another edition of the Sportswire Spotlight.